Hello and welcome to another episode of the Jellyfish Current, where we talk about all things performance, marketing, and branding with exciting guests from the industry. I'm your host, Shamsul Chowdhury, EVP of Paid Social at Jellyfish, and today we are going to cover part one of part two of our training series. We're going to discuss how companies can train their employees new skills to become more valuable. I'm joined today by my good friend and former manager, Laval Chichester. Laval is the founder and CEO of Growth Skills, and I'd be remiss if I didn't note that he was also recognized in ad ages 40 under 40. Welcome to the show, Laval, and thanks for joining me. So thank you so much for having me. Um, it's an honor. I missed you tons. Um, so yeah, let's get to it. Learning is, is my, my jam um, and has helped me survive through a lot of hard times, and I think some hard times are coming. So this, this uh, podcast podcast episode is really spot on, which will, what I think the world needs to hear. Definitely miss it too, brother. Um, you know, stagnation, feeling stuck in place, not growing. These are things that we often hear employees talking about and really the reasons why they leave their jobs. And it's not really an easy fix either. So it, it takes structures in place that can help nourish a person's desire to keep moving forward. So let's take a deeper dive into how the average person um, thinks and, and what keeps them motivated. And we can go into how companies can match those motivations to really retain their talent. So before jumping into all the training, Laval, you and I, you know, outside of work, we're friends. You know, I, I love talking to you. I think your background is so awesome, man. Just in terms of like how you've sort of, you know, retrained yourself and the different industries you've tapped into and how you've really found your calling. And, you know, let's have the listeners hear all about, you know, how you got to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I appreciate that. So my background, um, I'm self-taught, right? And I, I basically live um, by a, a, a quote that Mark Twain said, where he said, I never let schooling get in the way of my education, right? And I, um, I, I learned how to learn in the karate school, right? So I started in the dojo. I'm a second degree black belt in Hapkido. I've done all sorts of martial arts from MMA to all, all sorts of different things. And what I was lucky enough to learn very young is how to gain and acquire a skill, right? And and in the karate school, you have someone who, a sensei, who's who's better than you at, at whatever the skill is. And basically, if you're going to learn how to kick, you you there is you take the kick, whether it's a front kick or whatever, you practice the kick, you you analyze the kick, you get feedback, you take you kick some more. And then you take that kick into competition to see if it actually works. You get beat up and then you come back until you, you master kicking. And then you learn how to punch and then you learn how to actually fight over time. And I think what, what made me unique is I understood that. And when I, when I started out in my career, I went to school, uh, I went to Brooklyn College and I was there for English. And I realized that, hey, if I, I love to write. So, but if I actually, learned how to edit videos, I could, you know, write and do add words and, and visuals. So I taught myself how to how to edit videos. And then I said, Oh, now I know how to edit videos. I these videos need to go online, I should probably learn how to build a website. And then I found, you know, how to build a website, especially on WordPress. And then I said, mm -hmm. no one's coming to this website. How do you, how does a poor college kid get people to come to the <laughs> website for free? And then I found SEO. And after a while, I realized like, whoa, these skills 
are making me very, very valuable. And I realized that I actually want to be a chief marketing officer. So that's the goal I set for myself eventually in my career. So then I started to to basically, if the CMO runs um, a, a bunch of different people, specialists, right, I would, I need to know uh, enough about writing to work with copywriters. I need to know enough about video production to, to work with my video editors. I need to know enough about web dev to, to talk to engineers. So I consciously started to develop a new skill every year that compounded with, mm-hmm. with, with, with the skills and grew in value over time. And I'm, I'm writing a book on this because one, I ha- we have a course on it, but I'm writing a book on this because it's very, very important. So now when the opportunity came for me to be a CMO, a chief marketing officer, it, it was for a sales focused organization where they were building sales pods and Twitter and Alibaba would rent those sales teams to basically gross call and, and close, you know, some of, some of their business. Right. So I'm a marketer. That's my craft. I, I, I knew how to close because at Prefero and at Media Hub, I was part of the executive pitch team. But the mm-hmm. pitch is the end result of the sales process. So I hired a sales coach, right? So I hired a black belt in sales and she taught me things that when I applied them, it worked. So now even at, at, at the tip of my career, I hit my goal as a CMO. I still know that I have to learn. Otherwise, it's not, you know, I'm not going to be effective. And when I went in, the salespeople immediately, you know, respected me because I understood sales to the agree that we could have a meaningful conversation and I could change their process to make them more money. I wasn't just right. some marketing guy who doesn't know sales and who's annoying. I was really, really helpful. And, and you know, that matters. Absolutely. So, you know, as you've T- talked about the different elements you had to learn and you know compounding those things. You started growth skills a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. What was the catalyst for you when you realized that, hey, there's a large demand for people that want to learn new skills. They probably don't know how to go about it. What 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 for you was that eureka moment? Like, hey, there, there's a need for this and I need to tap into it. Yeah, absolutely. So I before um, LinkedIn bought Linda, I would I would love Linda and I would Linda.com, I would train on them and you know, LinkedIn learning is also amazing. And it, as part of our program, so when when I was at Faro, a part of the SEO program, every every company we worked for, like Kaiser Permanente and Western Union, they wanted training. Training was essential to the success because you know the engineers didn't know SEO, the teams didn't know SEO. So, but the the problem was is we'd come in there. So Western Union would fly us out. We'd go there. I'd have a presentation. I would train like 50 to 75% of their engineers that globally, and they wouldn't retain anything. They'd just look at me, their <laughs> eyes would like roll back as like some space alien talking about canonical tags, and no one retained any, anything. So after a few years of that, I'm like, this is, and the big, the money part of this is they kept making the same SEO mistakes. And the specific mm. SEO mistake they would make is when you're building a site, in a dev environment where it's not indexed on Google, you have something called a nofollow tag on that site. Basically, they basically the engineers kept pushing the sites live, the new version of the site live with that tag still on there. Uh, and if you do that, you basically right. de-index the full site. So you right. understand training on why you need to remove this. It's not just like a nice to have SEO thing. It matters to the, the bottom line of the business. It's huge. 
right? And so, so I was like, you know what? There has to be a better way to do this. And and what I what I what I what I thought about was, okay, if I film these courses beforehand and give the 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 the, the, the clients access to the courses. The engineers go through it. I could see their grades. I could see where they're stuck. By the time we come then and train them, whether it be in person or on a video screen, they will have a, a, a more, they would have questions, they understand the material, and then it becomes a more impactful, um, impactful le- lesson. So, because the point is they, they need to have a positive learning outcome. They have to actually learn the stuff, right? And since right. then, and that's what made me want to, you know, start growth skills. And then since then, you know, I've studied like Bloom's taxonomy on learning and like there's, there's, there's very specific ways that people actually learn and, and we're helping, you know, not only people understand, right, that they have to take charge of their learning. When I was going to, to become the CMO of this company, I didn't say, oh, this company needs to train me. And that. no, that's my job, right? You know, I'm the baddest person in my skill set. It's my job to keep myself sharp. It's not the company. That's how I see the world, right? I do think great companies, if they want to continue to to be great and and, and retain and grow talent, they have to train them as well, right? It is their responsibility. But, um, but, you know, people have to own own that as well. We'll we'll get into that bit. That's that's a great point. We'll get into that in a little bit. But just kind of wanted to talk about the the growth skills, in particular to the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. When the pandemic started, unemployment went through the roof. We were at about 13% in the US. Many people were laid off. Companies were downsizing. Or some people were just going out of business altogether. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have a few education clients. And for them, 2020 was a banner year, right? A lot of people getting laid off. Like, okay, I got to learn a new skill. And, you know, what did you see, like, what are certain categories that saw an uptick in the early onset of the pandemic where you were saying, hey, people are really interested in learning these skills, whether it be, you know, corporate communication, SEO, like just general digital, what are the things that you were seeing popping up? Yeah, absolutely. SEO, SEO and, and, uh, uh, um, SEO and content for sure. And, and marketing in general, but they're, they're, and this is going to happen again right now as, we, right, as right. you know <laughs> the layoffs happen yeah. there's a huge boom in the demand to get the skills to actually help you start your own thing mm. right to actually start your own business there's you know in, in 2020 a ton of a ton of you know people started freelancing if you're freelancing you're 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 running your own business you might be a a, a, a sole proprietorship um, if you don't incorporate, but you still function. That's how you function, right? Mm-hmm. And you saw that the 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 gig economy exploded, right? You know, sites like Upwork, Fiverr, or marketplaces where people could actually right. apply the skill that they were getting paid for at a day job and no longer needed. And you know, people learned other things in in order to. So, for example, the reason I love SEO and content and even and social organic social is because. You're not paying any money for the for the most part, right? Building your own website is dirt cheap right now, right? And optimizing it, if you have the skills, like you could do it for free and really, really grow, right? So right. I think that becomes essential skills to surviving. And I think, you know, people, I think one of the predictors that I'm seeing is when these big, when these companies cut their paid budgets, they'll still have to rely on SEO 
and content because people will still search. They're still mm-hmm. going to look for the things they need online. So if you if they're going to cut their ad spend, you know, they're some of them if they're smart are going to double down on on organic and 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 things like also email marketing to get more value out of their current customer base, right? So that's what we're seeing grow. That, that makes a lot of sense. So we, we heard a lot about the great resignation. You, know, you talked about a lot of people going into gig economies, freelancing, or just kind of doing their own thing completely different. But for those who did stay in the corporate world, what do you think motivates an employee not to just do their job, but to excel in it? You made a really good point. I a thousand percent agree with you that the onus is on the employee to raise their hand and say, hey, I want to learn something different. And you know, for me, anecdotally, that was what, almost 15 years ago, before paid social was the thing, right? My, my background was, in, I started in paid search. Samsung at the time, 2010, 2011, was looked at this, you know, cheap Korean brand. No one would ever say they're in the same, you know, level as Apple. And they, they asked us like, hey, we want to be perceived as a competitor to Apple. And we think paid social or, or social media is an avenue to do that. And then when I was at Starcom, no one do paid social. That was a brand new thing. All right. I raised my hand and said, hey, I think I know the f- the foundations of it. I'm I'm willing to learn it. I'm willing to get out of my comfort zone of paid search, do this thing, and you know, fast forward 15 years, here I am, you know, d- doing paid social. And you know, to your point, it's like, how do people get that nudge to say, yes, I want to get out of my comfort zone? What do, what are you seeing as that catalyst for them? Uh, honestly, um, I think some people are born with that. Some people just have a drive. What I'm trying to teach them is is how to how to make sure they learn. I think I think some people gotta feel it, right? Some people need to be in dire straits where they're like, "How am I gonna eat? How am I gonna pay rent to to light a fire?" Seriously, change only happens with a catalyst, right? You know. So so I, I and and these these trying times. It's catalyst, right? Because it's very easy. And you see this in organizations too. There are a lot of orgs, there are a lot of companies where training is part of their DNA, Mm -hmm. right? But you got employees who are like, "Eh, can't be bothered, you know, and it's because they're comfortable, right? Right, right. But when that moment of comfort is taken away from them, unfortunately, because of what, you know, usually things out out of their control, then they're like, oh man, they're actually on the back foot, right? So right. I, what I'm trying, people who are who learning becomes core to who they are and who seek that out, they'll always be good because right. whatever that next thing is, they'll, they'll be on top of it because they've always been, you know, upping their game. And honestly, it's usually those people who don't get cut when, when things go rough, right? Mm-hmm. And even, even when things start to go rough, you know, at the end of the day, these companies, especially if they're public, it's a business. They will cut all-stars as well because right. it's just a business. And usually an right. all-star is paid the most, right? right. And so they're going to cut it. They're, they're going to do that. So, like, um, so yeah, I, I think I think the, the building that in yourself, the, 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 the sort of um, the, the need to learn. Some people need to be incentivized with payments or those types of things. And that's fine, too. But like learning should be core to core to your being, because when you look at it, too, the only thing constant is change. Right. And if, yep. if, if, if things change, you have to adapt. The only way you adapt is by learning. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and not to bring this topic up, you're seeing it in war right now. 
right? Right. Soviet weapon systems versus Western weapon systems have to learn strategy or even the, so you see it in the worst places and mm-hmm. you're, you're going to see it in just regular, you know, nine to five jobs. And it's just, it's just one of those natural truths that, that are universal to life. And then even just raising my baby, like humans are, are, are built to learn, like watching mm-hmm. Raina grow. She's just learning and learning and learning and learning. And unfortunately I feel like it's it's society and, and humans who say, oh, don't do that. And they start putting the constraints. Oh, go to school. You're in school now. This is what you need to learn. Maybe it's not. <laughs> Half the right. stuff I learned in school, I don't use. You know what I mean? Yeah. So You don't use the Pythagorean theorem every day? Come on. You know well, what I mean? That's, so, that's so <laughs> right. That, but that's why the earnest is on the person, right? And that goes back to that quote, like, never let schooling get in the way of your education. Yeah. Because there are all sorts of things you could learn that'll you know expedite your success. So one of the things that we often hear, like jellyfish, we've got a huge training program, and like like with everything, there's there's barriers to it, right? So mm-hmm. one thing we often hear is the return of those trainings, right? Like what's the return on investment of those trainings, mm-hmm. and you know how do you validate the financial benefits? I love the example you use with Western Union, right? You kind of go in there, you do this two-hour seminar, tell everyone how to do SEO correctly. Nothing is absorbed. They go back to their old ways. I like the way that you you learn from that and say, hey, this is not working. There has to be a better way. Let me give them um, you know, tutorials, courses to do before the actual in-person. But what about those people that didn't do it? Like, How do you motivate someone and say, all right, this is how you get started so that you can actually learn what you need to learn? Absolutely. So, so when, when it comes to companies and when we consult with companies, uh, so first of all, I love your your jellyfish's program and like true north standard excellent like your training stuff is is fantastic. So and I think you know more people are going to copy you by the way. So just know that, know that that's coming. Um and and so when we when we go in and we consult with companies and you know there's some HBR uh Harvard business review, you know, things that br- break down learning. What we do is the 3 Cs, right? So we look at um, do you have the culture of learning? So does your organization have a culture of learning, right? Um, do you have the c- capabilities to, and infrastructure to actually, to actually learn, to, to, to transfer knowledge and make sure that your employees retain knowledge to score knowledge? You know, they took this SEO score. What were their grades? What did they learn? Mm-hmm. And then, um, are you committed to it, right? Are you actually committed to it? So in culture, is there a owner, right? So a head of L and D. Um, do you have lunch and learns? Are, are, is learning part of their KPI, right? Is mm-hmm. acquiring a new skill part of your employees' goals? Because if you put it part of their goals, that'll get them to the level of manager, right? Then they have to do it, right? Like the way we we like I remember back in the days, the way you train a coordinator and intern, right? And we're teaching our proteges at Growth Skills this now. Like there's things at the next level that they have to learn, right? So, mm-hmm. so from from the intern, you have to learn, you know, just the basics of the job. Then you, then you, then you, then you, um, then you graduate to coordinator. Let's say, um, then you're doing the job. Then you have to maybe take on a report, maybe speak in front of a client, right? Mm-hmm. Then when you get to manager level, you have to know all those things at manager levels. Maybe you're learning how to do scope of works and contracts and those types of. So there's always something that you can add um, add 
as, as part of their goals, right? If they're in right. SEO, learning how to integrate that with paid search, especially at the manager and director level, that's an adjacent skill that's essential to their success as an SEO, right? So it's putting those 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 goals into into their their uh, into their actual um, putting those things into their goals, and then I think honestly commitments to learning. Um, like learning perks, stipends, those men- executive mentorship and coaching for the people who actually take learning seriously, mm-hmm. right? You know, the people who take it seriously have the CEO, have the CMO start mentoring them in a special program. Because right. then what people say is like, I want to be in that special leadership program. How do I get there? Oh, I have to learn. All- Let's go. You know what I mean? So like, right. so we do three C's, culture, capabilities, and commitments, Right. That's fantastic. Uh, you, you talked about L&D. Uh, there was an HBR article that showed that 75% of managers feel that their L&D teams are not engaging with staff correctly. They're, they're spread too thin or they're not you know, focused in the right areas. You work with very large organizations. Have you found ways to sort of empower the L&D teams to feel more connected to staff and to really, to, to the point of the, the three Cs, the culture? Like, Have you sort of given them ways to incorporate uh, learning is part of their culture and their DNA. Absolutely. Yeah. It goes back to the goals, right? So like your L&D team will just honestly, depending on the culture of your, your company, will be treated as like pariahs. Like here's this extra task that right. I have to do from this annoying learning person. Um, that's not in my job description, right? Right. Hands down. I, I've had this discussion, right? Put learning in their job description. Like put it in their job description, put it in their goals. It changes the dynamic and that really empowers the L&D teams because then they're looked at as Yoda. Like, okay, Yoda is going to help me get to the next level versus, you know, annoying man. You want to, you know, you want to seek out, you want to seek out Yoda, right? You want to be trained. And, um, and I think that's the, that, that's really the difference. Uh, That's, that's a great point. And one of the things that, we do in jellyfish is we don't have the traditional we don't have line management we don't have the annual or biannual arbitrary promotions we we, we have business cases right so mm-hmm. you put in a business case to get promoted and one of the things uh at the junior level is a requisite is for those certifications right if you want to go from you know a, a, an executive to a manager you have to get your facebook certifications you have to get your google certifications to show that you actually understand the content and you can implement it and execute on it. So definitely if you have that as, as part of the job, learning becomes a necessity versus like, a, oh, it's a, you know extracurricular activity. So definitely it's super important because you know our industry is so ever-changing, right? Like mm-hmm. if, if we had this conversation three years ago, TikTok wasn't even a thing, right? It was, it was a Kesha song, not a, a massive platform. But yep. now it's, it, it's evolved so much. And you know, there's going to be another TikTok in a year or so, right? Yeah, exactly. Maybe, you can talk about Be Real or these other platforms. There's going to be things changing, whether it's new platforms or platforms changing within themselves, or like Google's changing a lot of what they're doing in terms of like Performance Max. And, you know, Meta has their version of that. And, you know, just how things are changing overall. If you're just staying stagnant and you're like, okay, I know what I know and I'm really good at what I know today, I, and you, you have this sense of hubris, like, I don't need to learn anymore. I've, I've learned enough. I'm a guru, right? And, and I'm sure we, we see that with a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. like people that have done something for three, four, five years. Like, okay, I've, I've done it. I know it in and out. 
how do you deal with people like that? Or like, hey, Laval, <laughs> thank you for the tip, but I'm good. Do you, do you sort of say, you know what? I'll let them fail, but they'll, they'll come back to me. Or do you say, hey, you need to learn this because of X, Y, and Z? Yeah, I mean, you could only try with people, right? You could give, you could make the case, you could do all those things. And like, look, some people, uh, ego is a thing, right? You know, they say pride comes before a big fall. Like right. people are going to, people are going to, are going to be who they are. You have to, you know, give them the tools to be successful. But if they don't do it, then, you know, that's on them. And I think if, if you build it into, their goals exactly like you you've done at jellyfish then then they have to do it right so it right. takes away that no nah, i'm good it's like no you actually want <laughs> do you want to be a manager get that certification you're not good right. you know, it, right. you know those, those types of things and that really really matters you know yeah. cool. that goes back to yeah. the incentive yeah cool and in terms of you know where we are this year three weeks into the year it's been about bit of a bloodbath in terms of organizations downsizing. Uh, you know, we saw Amazon, you know, Microsoft, or yesterday, Google this morning. Um, what do you foresee in the L&D space this year in terms of a skill that people are going to say, you know what, I have to learn this thing because the way the market is shaking out? I think they're going to all have to learn how to learn, right? Okay. Because this is not, this is, you know, happens every 20 years or so, right? So, Fast forward 20 years, we still have the chat about the same thing. It's going to be like, I don't know, teleporting. They'll have to learn whatever that thing is. Um, right, right. But I, I think I think that 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 is um, definitely they're going to have to learn um, how to learn. That's one. Then then that just allows them to pick up skills. Right. I think also the trick of compounding skills sometimes is not just one thing that you need to learn. Right? Mm -hmm. You have to compounding skills. I think the whole explosion on in, in the financial section, right? So, you know, we're we're launching something in the financial space to really help minorities improve their income. Um, when you look at the stats on, you know, blacks, Latinos, women, women at 18% less than men uh, in the workplace, learning how to manage money and earn more is going to be essential to people, especially running a budget, all those things when you got to run mean, very lean. Um, how to cut expenses is basically people have to learn how to run their own personal P and L's basically. Right. Right. Um, and in, on that note, I think a lot of people again will be because history repeats themselves. will have to start side incomes out of necessity, businesses out of necessity, and they have to learn how to run a business. Right. Like one of the courses, like when I, I like growth skills is like the third business I started. Right. And, like the first one was called footnote films. Um, once I learned how to do videos, I got people to let me edit videos for them. So I was editing mm -hmm. videos and it was fantastic. Um, I had vitamin water as a client. I would undercut people, but I knew nothing about how to run a business. So I got in crazy debt because of it. Right. <laughs> but I learned, I climbed out of my debt. I learned how to figure that out. Right. But the thing is, then I said, I got to learn how to run a business. So I learned how to run a business. and I put a course in there and I was like, I wish, I wish that someone had, that I had this course as a template because I wouldn't have wasted all this money and made all these mistakes. And so I think understanding how to, how to run a business and the, the things like building SEO into your dome, all the things that, that I've learned, like 
You could do free trademark searches. A lot of people are like, oh, this is the name of my business. Then they go buy the domain name. They'll do graphics. They build it out and then not realize they can't actually use the business because they didn't right. do a trademark search. And right. yeah, you, using USPTO.gov is free. So you, right. there's, there's, there's a basic free level of trademark searches you could do. And then there's ways of, you know, there's fantastic uh, companies that you could use to actually get your stuff trademarked. So, um, so that's important. Give me one second. Let me lock this door. This cat is going crazy. <laughs> I got an old man cat. He's deaf. <laughs> yeah, sometimes he just howls. Uh, yeah. So, so that's, um, so yeah. So, so learning, uh, I think how to run a business, whether it's your personal P and L for your family and, uh, and definitely, you know, I'm out of, I'm out of work now. I need to make money with the skills that I have. And I think there are going to be a lot of successful businesses started when people are like, finally, I could do this on my own. And they will, you know, they'll survive through the tough times and building something through tough times, bro, when the fish are back and the, the <laughs> what, you know, it, like they're going to thrive. They're going to grow right. really, really fast. So those are the things I think. Very cool insight and, and agree 100% on that. Uh, Richard Branson famously said, train people well enough so they can leave. Treat them well enough so they don't want to. Uh, if companies can foster a workplace culture of learning and challenging employees to grow, I think that checks off both boxes. From myself and Jellyfish, a big thank you to Laval for joining me and to you for tuning in and to talk about how to learn to evolve and really kind of have that learning instilled in you in your DNA. I'm Shamsul Chowdhury speaking from New York City. Be sure to tune in to our next episode where we'll discuss part two of our training series. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform you use to stay updated with the latest episodes. And do leave a review if you feel so inclined. If you have any questions or feedback about the show, send us an email at thecurrent at jellyfish.com. We'd love to hear from you. The Jellyfish Current is produced by the editorial and production teams of Jellyfish. If you want to learn more about us, visit us at jellyfish.com. Thanks and see you on the next episode.